think you have a gambling problem at all? No, because I can stop gambling. I have a competition problem. Welcome into episode number seven of the competition problem. I'm Ben Bobic here with Mike Ionello. We have made it to championship weekend in the NFL. Man, I'll tell you what, Mike, it really hasn't playoffs really haven't disappointed. There's been upsets, there have been fun storylines. And as unbiasedly, obviously, if your Packers still very much in it, you probably got four of the best teams in the NFL left competing for a Super Bowl championship. Yeah, I was thinking this, not only from a fan perspective, but from, from a league perspective, whether it's obviously the, the commissioner, the media. I was trying to think, can you think of a better championship for both sides if you had to, if you had to like pick the matchups preseason between Brady versus Rodgers, the, the two old, like arguably the greatest quarterbacks of the last 10 years, versus Mahomes versus Allen, probably the two best up-and-coming quarterbacks. Like, I don't know that you could have dreamed up two better games and two better matchups for us to have than the, the two we get. I, I can't think of a, a matchup I'd rather watch than these two. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, if you really take a lot of things, there's definitely an argument to be had. I'm um, Obviously, you started getting into markets. I was like, I was reading, I always love reading that stuff when you get in the playoffs. Like, why, what's the NFL cheering for in terms of like what they want in a Super Bowl matchup, I guess, from a money making ratings, you know, fan base. And then obviously, this past year was the, they wanted the Steelers Packers Super Bowl based off just the, the fan base and the, 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 the ratings and stuff like that. But I agree with you. There's an argument to be added because you have, you have two, the two up and comers, uh, you have the defending Super Bowl champions trying to be the first ones to go back to back in like 15 what been yeah but be 16 years um you have a, a starved fan base in the buffalo bills who haven't been this far in you know almost 20 years um who've never won a super bowl uh same thing with the bucks uh, a starved fan base that hasn't won a, a playoff game since they last won the super bowl um so it's uh and then obviously you have a uh, the packers you have uh basically a well i guess we'll refer to them as all reliable story franchise always in the mix getting the game uh at lambeau you with the with the quarterback who uh still uh to many has a lot to prove left for his legacy and then obviously the tom brady storylines and, and and whatnot um so yeah i i absolutely agree we had a lot of good bets this past weekend as well mike don't you think another absolute heater from the competition problem i believe i finished 13 and 7 uh yours was a little different because you you like to sprinkle some on the boosts which obviously hurt your record but when you hit a couple they they win bigger um but yeah i mean just could not have asked for a better weekend we we both were on fire again mm -hmm. yeah so there's a lot so it brings us to our first round here of uh our best bets from this past weekend so what mike just alluded to is that uh we have a lot to choose from if you will so go ahead mike you, you go ahead and kick things off what was your best bet from the weekend well first all four of my game picks were correct, um, so that was pretty good. But um, you know what? Look, anyone who's been listening since the beginning knows whenever me and Ben disagree, Ben comes and sits here with his dumb little smile and just loves to rub it in. So I'm going to do the same thing. My best call was a two-parter. It was the Bills minus two and the Browns plus 10 because Ben sat here and talked about the Ravens and how great they were playing. Well, they stink. And then he talked about how the Browns didn't deserve to be in the playoffs and how the 
Chiefs were going to clap them, even though the Chiefs haven't clapped anyone since November 1st. And boom, Bills win, Browns cover, 2-0. Good buddy Mike gets the best of Bebo in this round, and I'm going to enjoy it. As you should, as you should. Of course, uh, asterisks next to those two wins, which I'll allude to a little bit later. I'm alluding to, which we'll get to a little bit later in this segment. Uh, my best bet from the weekend, uh, there was a couple to choose from. Uh, honorable, I'm going to start with my honorable mention because um, it had to be in playoff Lenny Fournette over. I actually uh, I had a glass of wine or two, we'll call it, when I, was, when I saw the number and I decided to bet uh, $28 for number 28 to go over. So that's... <laughs> So Mike was talking about my record. I, I ended up plus money because I just just decided uh, a glass of wine and a half in that uh, it was a good idea to do that, and it was a good idea because it hit. So, but that's uh, an honorable mention. Um, so Monday night for the, for those that may not know, I, I like it's my Saturday. I'm off Monday Tuesday with my job. Monday night, uh, local place here in Chattanooga area, Mike's Hole in the Wall. If you're in the area, please go check it out. Great service, great people, great atmosphere. It's my favorite place to. To, to have casual beverages with friends in the Chattanooga area. Um, they have dollar natural lights on Monday. So if a couple friends and I'd like to go there and, and uh, partake in that. So I was, I was doing that on Monday cause it's technically my Saturday. Uh, and I was Mike, I've been on a little NHL, NHL heater, if you will. We Mike alluded to it last week um, saying, Hey, bet the overs in a lot of the NHL games because there's, you're going to go over. So, and a lot of them have. So uh uh, bet one over, I think. I basically I was three and oh my NHL bets, and, and Kansas was playing Baylor, um, in Waco, and they were getting eight and a half points. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take Jayhawks, why not? They're a top 10 team. I took Kansas plus eight and a half. And if you were kind of paying attention to the socials after Monday, you say, oh my gosh, this is uh, a bad beat, or this is craziest. I had a plus eight and a half. Uh, if you don't know what happened in the end, I'm gonna illustrate it for you, but I also recommend you going and watching it. Uh, Baylor was up double digits for a majority of the game. Uh, they pretty much took care of business when it comes to the winning the game. Um, but they were up 11 uh, in the waning seconds and Kansas had the ball on an inbounds and they just, you know, put it in there and do just chuck one up at the buzzer banks it in uh, meaningless point, right? No, it wasn't a meaningless point because that means Kansas lost by eight. And I had Kansas plus eight and a half. Not only did it cover and get me the win, it, capped a 4-0 Monday night for me, and uh, it was just an all-timer. It had to be my best bet today because that was the definition of a competition problem. No one at Mike's. There was maybe a handful of people in there, maybe three or four tables, um, and we were we were going so nuts you thought our team just won the Super Bowl at a meaningless bucket at the buzzer in Waco for the cover for a 4-0 day. Best $8.77 I think I've ever – I've ever, I've ever gotten Mike. Yeah. The old, the old Al Michaels, ah, meaningful to some. <laughs> Indeed, my man. So uh, worst bet of the weekend. Uh, what, what are you looking at? Um, I'm going to go with Cole Beasley over four and a half receptions. Um, like I said, you guys can tell, obviously me and Ben, me and Ben do very well betting props. And the reason is because I spend a painstakingly amount of time doing research on the props we don't just pick the best player because guess what his props are, are way higher um and the reason i liked beasley is because i was like oh marlon Humphreys is probably going to slow down stefan diggs and that's why i didn't like diggs that that might open up Beasley a little more well i totally and i knew this which makes me even matter but like i totally forgot that Humphreys has pretty much been playing in the slot all season um, they've had a couple injuries with Jimmy Smith, so they've kind of moved their guys around. But but Humphrey's predominantly their slot receiver. 
So he's matched up against Cole Beasley all day, just totally shut him down. And that, again, my, my fade Humphrey play ended up playing right into Humphrey and he just totally got shut down. So it was just dumb because it was just like a lack of research. Yeah. No, I, I and and I kind of fell for that too in the sense of not fell for, it, but you know I, that's why I got greedy and took the Gabe Davis over too, thinking the same thing. Like, oh, he had a big game last week, and surely it was only you know it was like twenty three and a half. Surely he'll catch one or two balls, and um, yeah, that one was tough because we sat there and and then as it got deeper in the game, we you kind of realized what was going on there. And mine was a similar way where like you know, hey, you got to look at you got to look at things. You know, it was a dumb bet because you got to know that Humphreys is playing the slot. My worst bet was I got got. I got got when they rolled out Claude Edwards-Hilaire. I immediately threw money on Lev Bell's over rushing yards, not knowing, completely forgetting and overlooking that Darrell Williams uh, was also on the team, and Darrell Williams ended up getting a bulk of the carries on Sunday. And if I had I bet his over, I would have hit because he had a really good game, and Lev Bell barely touched the field. I Bell, which I think Bell was hurt too. Yeah, exactly. So, again, lack of research, just lack of uh, inspiration. That is the definition of – getting greedy, getting got, all of the above. You got to be better than that because um, you knew – because I, I, the reason I bet it when I texted Mike, I'm like, the Steelers low-key had a really good – were running the ball pretty effectively against the Browns. They just went down a, a boatload of points early, and it didn't matter. And they were running the ball pretty well in those first couple drives there. So I'm like, well, the Chiefs might do the same because that's just going to make things a little easier for them in the offensive game. But, yeah, I got got on Lev Bell's over. It didn't even come close. Not even a prayer, honestly. Not even a single prayer. So – that's on me. That's my worst bet. But uh, bet that that you would bet again. Um, yeah, these are tough. We we only have like four or five losses. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chris Godwin's over 63 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I mean, he had seven targets. He's gonna lead the team in targets, especially once AB went out. With the AB really didn't play the whole second half. Um, so you got Godwin's getting seven targets, led the team. He should go over that again. Uh, he only finished with 34. Of course, he he dropped like. I don't know, kind of a drop. It was also Brady overthrew him just a tad, but I mean, he catches that touchdown pass that his over hits. So I, I would take the Godwin over again with, with seven. If he's getting seven targets, that should go over easily. Yeah. It's a tough catch to make too. Granted they're professionals and they probably should be caught. I get that. But that's a tough adjustment in there, especially when it's, it is just, just a tad bit over, but still on the money again, professional should catch it, but you know what I mean? Uh, I absolutely would bet the God went over again with you too. Absolutely. Mine is a no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. Been looking forward to this all week. I had full intentions of tweeting out my clip of me going on the rant about the Browns. Win or lose on Sunday. Win or lose. Even if the Browns put up a good fight with with the Chefs and, um, and I was completely wrong or if I was right, which was probably going to happen. But then Patrick Mahomes got hurt. I am 110% laying the 10 points with the Chefs again every day of the week because the Browns are not a good football team. They couldn't – Chad Henney? You couldn't come back and beat Chad Henney? Come on. Come on. You let Chad Hunt Henney. Chad Henney run for 14 yards on you with the game on the line? They had no, no business being in that football game. If Mahomes doesn't get hurt on that drive, they run up the score, cover easily. No doubt about it in my mind the Kansas City Chiefs would cover against the Browns had Patrick Mahomes not getting hurt. Sucks with the circumstances. I was willing to own it either way. I was. I texted Mike. Mike, I texted you that during the game. But with Mahomes getting hurt, it's as simple as like, well, it's pointless because like we could run, you could run your mouth all you want and it won't matter or you could not run your mouth and it won't matter because we'll never know. And we never will know. But for the sake of this segment, a bet that I lost, I would bet again. 
absolutely would bet that again because I stand by my stand by my word that the Browns are cheeks. They would have gotten clapped had Patrick Mahomes not missed the majority of the second half. Yeah, see, I'm almost bummed because I mean, Chiefs, uh, the Browns were covering at the time, and yeah, everyone's like the Chiefs are going to pull away. Chiefs haven't pulled away all season, and they have the worst fourth quarter defense in the NFL. So. I, I would argue they wouldn't have pulled away, but again, now we'll never know. So it kind of like, it kind of sucks for you. You didn't get to be right. And I almost can't claim I was right because my bet was that they wouldn't pull away. And I guess you were, you didn't really get to see it. Um, I got lucky where I had the Browns plus 10 and I also had that Kelsey touchdown chiefs to win. So I got the middle and cashed them both. Yeah. And I, and I said last week that I liked the under too. I threw the under on there early yep. and uh, Patrick uh, Mahomes getting hurt obviously helped that. Yeah. And I, that, that would have hit even if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. So, uh, it's a definition of here for my WWE for our WWE fans out there. Like when you're ready to see a really good match, it's like your two best wrestlers are building it to the top, and then it ends in a no DQ, and you don't get a finish. It's like, well, that stinks. Like we were debating all week. Seriously, we were like, oh, who's gonna, you know, who's gonna win? And then like it ends because someone interferes, and you're like, well, that yeah. stinks. Now we can't even yeah. debate who's better because it's, it ends in a no DQ. It's like I, I get to retain the belt, but I didn't really win the match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it just builds to another I, rematch. I won, I won the bet. I got, I was, I was right, but eh, didn't really. Earn right. It. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't go fully over in, in the match. Exactly. <laughs> it's me. I still look strong in a, in a quote unquote loss, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a solid weekend, man. It was a really couple of good games, couple surprises. Um, uh, but all in all, again, four best teams. When we get back. Uh, we're going to dive fully into uh championship weekend. What we're liking. This is going to be, Things have been tight. We've been talking about it a lot on the podcast the last few weeks. Things tighten up as you get deeper in the playoffs. Uh, that's going to be the case. When we come back on the competition problem, we're going to dive into championship weekend in the NFL. Do you live in the Chattanooga area or the greater Chattanooga area and you're looking for a great spot to grab some delicious food with the family or say you want to grab a patio spot and enjoy some appetizers with a cold adult beverage? What's up, you guys? It's Trey Wynn from Chat 10 Sports, and I'm here to tell you that Parkway Poorhouse is the perfect spot for either occasion. You can go to parkwaypoorhouse.com and plan your visit today, and be sure and tell the guys the Chat 10 Sports crew sent you. Welcome back into the competition problem. Ben Bobick here with Mike Ionello, championship weekend in the NFL. Mike, let's take a deep breath here as he's putting up his, his Aaron Rodgers shirt, which I appreciate. Take a deep breath and appreciate that we're seeing uh four teams compete for an AFC the the Lamar Hunt trophy and the George Hollis trophy in a year that we've had uh you can't play sports not important well you know we found that they found a safe way to do it now here we are uh about to get to the Super Bowl so let's just appreciate that we're here right now right yeah again you couldn't ask for a better matchup everything's seemingly gone smooth recently so it's, it's all you could hope for we got I think both places are going to have some some fans, which is obviously nice to see. Obviously, it seems like everyone's doing it doing it safely and, and, and properly, which is great. Obviously, so it is nice that you get a, you get some fans at both places. Both places, both historic venues: Arrowhead Stadium and Lambeau Field in Green Bay. That's where we start. Packers, Bucks, NFC Championship game. Uh, us fans have been wanting a Rodgers Tom Brady Super Bowl for years now, absolute years. Well, we don't get the Super Bowl, but we still get. With it all on the line, the NFC Championship, uh, the Green Bay Packers laying three points at home against the Bucks, who are uh, picking up some steam. Packers have been rolling over under 51 and a half. Uh, Mike obviously has his emotions invested in this game, but at the same, on the flip side of things, no one knows the Packers better than him because he watches watch every single game uh, with them every uh, every year or every year and this year, obviously uh, all season long. 
So uh, what are you liking from this one? Where are you leaning uh, if you could kind of take your Packers? You have a hat on, but, you know, I guess you could say figuratively take your Packers hat off here and uh, kind of talk about which way you're leaning betting-wise at least. I know I usually go first. I want, I want you to go first on this one. Excellent. I want, I, want, I want to hear your honest thoughts. Excellent. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. Your Honor, Your Honor. Uh, I like the Packers. Uh, I've been rolling with them ever since, like I've kind of been saying. Uh, three points isn't that much. I have confidence that even if – I have confidence, confidence that the Packers will win the game. Um, I think uh, – I, I just think that they're, they're the better team. They just, they're, they're as complete as a team can be uh, in the NFL right now. Um, I think they're there's a really good chance they're going to win the Super Bowl. So I have no problem laying three points with the Packers. If you get that hook, that's where I'm a little bit hesitant at it. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want the hook. Three points is like there's a bit of a safety blanket there in the sense of like, well, they win by three, which is a chance they will. Like at least you push, but there's also the chance they win, you know, 28-21 or by a touchdown or four points or something because um, I think they 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 have the they're they're going to get Brady Fitz with pressure. Uh, the Packers defense is, I think, what's key in this because I've been saying it for years, it's not rocket science, but it's obviously a lot harder to do, a lot easier said than done. If you good pressure on Tom Brady, that's how you beat him. The Packers defense has been excellent all year long. I think they could do that. And I think uh, the biggest key from the, the Bucs win over the Saints is if the Saints don't turn the ball over, they probably win the game. Uh, I have faith in Aaron Rodgers um, uh, protecting the ball because the last time they played the Bucs earlier this year, they didn't. And guess what? They got blown out. And uh, you just goes back to the old adage, Mike. I don't know. He's Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't bet against him. But you could say the same for Tom Brady. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and lean not betting against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't expect him to lose twice, especially this time. And it's very first. And get this, everybody. Aaron Rodgers will be his fifth NFC Championship game appearance. It's the first one he's playing at home in his career. I'm going to take the pack. Yeah. Um, so, again, obviously, I'm a Packers fan, so I'm biased. But Ben Ben's known me long enough that I think Ben knows I am actually a very I feel like realistic sports fan typically, where I'm not I don't get super high on my teams, but I also don't get super low on them. Like I'm I feel like I'm very kind of realistic, not pessimistic or optimistic. Um, so take this for what it's worth. This is the most confident I've been in the Packers since 2010. Um, and like Ben said, we've been in the the NFC Championship games before. Um, this is the fifth for Rodgers, and I like I was not confident at all against uh, when we played the Falcons, and they clapped us. Um, I was not confident at all against Seattle, and we actually should have won that game, and that was the game we kind of blew at the end. Um, I was actually decently confident against the Niners, but they just ran all over us, which you kind of knew would happen. But I wasn't. This is the most confident I've been in this team, and again, for, if you don't watch the games, it, it very much is just you know Aaron Rodgers is in God mode and he's carrying this team, but. That's not how it's been. Uh, the reason I like the defense is the best it's it's been, in my opinion, since 2010. That's what made that 2010 team that won the Super Bowl so different was the Clay Matthews, the A.J. Hawk, the Charles Woodson, the Nick Collins. And you look at this team, I mean, they haven't allowed over 20. They've allowed over 20 points once in the past six games. Um, the defense is just playing awesome. They're just they're so good against the pass. Um, they're not as bad against the run as – typically they have been i mean they're not great but their pass defense is so good and like ben said they do a great job of getting pressure with zadarius and preston smith Rashawn gary's been playing awesome this year especially the last couple of weeks which has been huge for that pass rush as well i think he had a sack last week um 
I'm just I like them at home. I think actually it's a big advantage that they didn't have fans all season, and now they get it for these two games. And like Rogers even talked about it on the McAfee show, how it was such a juice they could just feel it. Like when you go the whole season without and like fans all year, Packers haven't had it until last week. So it just you're so used to the quiet that all of a sudden the fans is like if you feel it. Um, as far as props go, so again, I, I like the Packers. I'm obviously not going to bet it. Um, when you look at some props, obviously I said last week was, I thought, an Aaron Jones game, which it was. He had, what, 99 yards and a touchdown, so he had a great great game. Tampa Bay is the number one rush defense in football, um, and I believe they're supposed to get Vita Vea back, which is big to clog up that middle. So I don't. I think this is not an Aaron Jones game. You also saw, I think Jamal Williams will take – continue to take Jamal Williams looked awesome last week. So I think they'll run the ball. Okay. But I don't think it necessarily will be all on Jones. I think they, they kind of mix them up like they, they tend to done, especially with, with AJ Dillon as well. So I'd probably stay away from the running backs. Um, as far as for a Tampa Bay prop, I do like playoff Lenny again. I, I, I do want to go back to that. Well, um, you obviously run the, run the risk of Ronald Jones is playing takes away carries. But to be fair, they both they both did really well. I mean, Joe, Fournette had 17 carries and 63 yards. Jones had 13 carries and 62 yards. So so you can see a scenario where they both have 60 yards. Fournette's props 42 and a half. Um, I like that. I think he goes over. I think, too, it's going to be 20 degrees and, and potentially snow. Probably not. It's like 20%. But 20 degrees, I don't know. Tackling Leonard Fournette when it's 20 degrees does not seem like a lot of fun. Uh, so I would like Fournette's over. I also like the Fournette to score a touchdown because he also was very involved in the past game. He had a receiving touchdown. Um, he had six targets. That's plus plus one ninety for him to score a touchdown. So if you don't, if you, if you're afraid of Jones taking away enough carries that he doesn't hit his yardage, maybe just take the touchdown plus plus one ninety. He only needs one carry to do that. Uh, you're going to give it to him on the goal line. Um, as far as the Packers, I like Alan. I'm going to go Alan Lazard uh, over 45 and a half. I know we took, we took Valdez Scantling who I don't hate either. But when you look at Tampa Bay, again, their pass defense is, is okay. It's not as good as their rush defense. Carlton Davis is their number one receiver, but he typically stays on the left side. He doesn't shadow. Uh, he doesn't, like, follow a guy. So you're not going to have, like, Devontae constantly covered by him, which I do think will help Devontae as well. But the, the, but Sean Murphy Bunting is their slot corner, and he's he's their worst corner. He's their biggest liability. You have Lazard in the slot, and they're feeding him. He had eight targets last week, 96 yards. He missed like half the season with a core injury, but the first three games of the year before he got hurt, he was awesome. And you see, they kind of been easing him back. He's had, he's been good too. The last three weeks he had really big weeks. Uh, so I like Lazard. I, I like, I like Robert Tanya again. I know Ben loves him. Um, his, his over is only 34 and a half. Uh, Jared cook had five receptions for the saints last week. And Jared cooks like a hundred years old. So if Jared cooks catching all those passes, I definitely like Tanya. Um, and then, like I said, with Carlton Davis not shadowing Devontae, um, I do think he'll get his catches and his yards. It's just hard because, you know, he's got his props probably like 96, so it's tough. So for me, the best bet in this game, like Ben said, the, the, the line's currently floating around three, three and a half. I would not lay three and a half. I think you go Adams touchdown Packers to win. Uh, that's plus 130. You see it, especially when they get down to the red zone, they move Adams into the slot. They play Adams in the slot, and they run quick slants or quick outs with Devontae in the red zone, or as the Packers call it, the gold zone. Uh, so you're going to have Adams against Murphy Bunting in the gold zone. Adams is going to score. 
and then you take Adams TD Packers win. I, that, that would be my best bet uh, for this game. And yeah, I, I, I think the Packers win. I'm, I'm way more nervous than I was last week. Obviously you always have the Brady, the Brady factor. Um, but I, I like the Packers as well. Yeah. And then just to, to kind of reiterate what you're saying about Adams too. I mean, the <clears throat> him in the red zone, uh, that play he scored on, on uh, Saturday was just unfair. It was literally unguardable. You, he, if they threw him, they lined him up right, and they brought him in motion left. So then Jalen Ramsey asked, was following him to the to the to the left, and then they brought him. Then he came back to the right side, and so then Jalen Ram, Ramsey trying to come back to the other side, and basically right as he was about to, he barely gets set, and then they snap the ball, and then Rodgers rolls takes maybe two or three steps right, and then throws it right to Devontae Adams, who's wide open in the end zone. It just because you had Ramsey running around, they they didn't notice it, and Ramsey was. Uh, you saw him throw his hands up. It's because mainly because he's like, well, I needed help from one of the cornerbacks to kick out. But even if that dude would have kicked out, he still wasn't catching the ball. It was literally impossible play to guard almost. Um, and so you do something like that. And like, that's how effective he Devontae Adams is in the red zone. They make it a point to get him the ball. So like that, that you get great value. I'm surprised that you're getting plus money on that too, to be honest. I thought for sure it'd be like minus 100 for Adams and Packers to win. But I guess, I guess you probably the, the odds of the, the Packers winning a little bit tighter than they typically that, are. That's what it is, because because Devontae to score, like at all, just Devontae <clears throat> to score. Period is like it's like minus one eighty, I think, or something. Like yeah, that. it's like minus one eighty. So because the so, Packers yeah. are only three point favorites, you're you're getting again. That's great value. And the other thing yeah. too, Devontae is yeah, about the points either. I don't need a little sprinkle too. Devontae to score the first touchdown, which is obviously a huge risk, but. If you if you guys look up the numbers on Devonte first TD profit, it's like I think it's plus twenty four units or something crazy like that. He scored it last week. Uh, the pack I don't know the exact number. I wish I looked this up. Uh, the Packers have scored on their first drive like fourteen of their like seventeen games this year. It's unbelievable. And Devonte's has like twelve of them. So mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, and, and it go off to. To your Lazard point, MVS. I've been riding MVS the last few weeks, so I'm I'm personally probably going to continue to ride MVS. But it's like a it's got to be a gut call for you, everybody at home, because they're both good bets. They really are. I mean, they both could. could I mean, it, it's they're both going to get catches, and they're both going to you know be in that position. I just I just personally like MVS's. Uh, uh, I actually had his receptions over last time too. I think it was like two and a half. That's something. If it's two and a half again. Maybe throw some loot on that because he had three or four catches on Saturday and it, and it was all like in the first half. I mean, I that cashed in the second quarter. He had his third catch. So I'm like, perfect, that's done. And then obviously his over-under yards, I think was like 24 and a half or something. That obviously hit easily. So this week it's 31 and a half. I like the over there just because I've got a personal connection with MVS now where we're kind of on a little heater. So I'm coming, just can continue to keep my, my train hitched there. Um, and playoff Lenny. It was over under was I, I bet twenty eight dollars on it apparently last week so I mean come on I have that much confidence and it was thirty eight and a half uh, against the Saints now it's only forty two and a half this week it's only four more yards and you've talked about it the last few weeks and, and all season long that the Packers run defense really isn't the best and the Saints defense has been was been pretty solid but I, the, with the confidence for me that comes with the Packers is hey, the Bucks are a good team they're definitely they have an identity now and they're. They're playing much better than they were, all of the above. But, I mean, they scored 21 points, I think it was, off turnovers. 21 of their 30 points off turnovers against the Saints on Sunday. 
And those turnovers all happened. They got the ball in Saints territory pretty much the entire time. Uh, hey, it's football. That's how you win the game. You win the game by your defense force and turnovers. But I just don't see Aaron Rodgers making those same mistakes Drew Brees did. Drew Brees, obviously, that was probably his last game he played in his career. Uh, great career. Congratulations. But Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP award here in a few weeks. So it's like you got the MVP and you got a guy who's bowing out. So uh, you don't turn the ball over, you're going to win the football game. And the Packers know that because they played the Buccaneers already this year and they did turn the ball over and they got smoked. So guess what? Don't do it again. So. I'm, I'm fully confident in the Packers, uh, mainly because of their defense, and I just expect their offense just to, just to do what they do. Yeah, and, uh, like, like I said, I, I like MVS as well. I think I think both yeah. him and Lazard are close. Like it's kind of a gut feeling. I, I personally, I like the matchup with Lazard has on Murphy Bunting, um, but again, we've been riding MVS. He said it like three weeks in a row. I, I think it's one of those things where. Lazard's going to have more yards, but his props are. I mean, Lazard's props. I said this to Ben before we started taping. It's one of those things where. Lazard's props 45 and a half. He's probably going to have like 49 yards and, and Valdez Scantlings is 30 and a half. He's probably going to have like 34 yards. So like they're both, yeah. gonna be close. they're both going to be close. I think they both hit. Um, and it's just kind of, they're both the deep threats too. So it's, you saw it last week, last week it was Lazard the week before it was Valdez Scantling. One of them is going to catch a 55 yard pass. You just have to guess which one it's going to be. Cause to, to Ben's point too, Valis Scantling was open for the big play and Rodgers overthrew him. He didn't overthrow Lazar. Lazar. Like they're both going to have that big, they also both drop the ball. So like both of them are going to have a play where they're open and Rodgers throws it to them and they have a chance to have 55, 60 yard catch. You're just kind of guessing which one's going to have the, which one's going to catch it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, in 31, again, you don't even need the 55 yard. You've seen like, you know, it could be a deep ball over the middle. You get some, get some yak out of that because there was a, a nice play where MBS had a nice little like six yard catch this past uh, uh, Saturday. And he had a nice little six little catch, made a move. And he turned it into a nice little 15 yard gain. So you get something like that. So yeah, I'm all about it. Uh, one to keep an eye on here uh, just real quickly before we move on to the AFC title game. Uh, what I had written down because uh, Alvin Kamara had a decent day against the the Bucks run defense on Sunday. His overhit rushing yards, which we had, um, Aaron Jones obviously it's tough fifty seven and a half, and I don't I don't particularly like it because of what you said with Jamal Williams, AJ Dillon getting in the mix. Um, if you want to just get funky with it, uh, Aaron Jones's longest rush over is thirteen and a half. That's minus it. minus one and oh eight. And he broke a big one on Saturday against the Rams. If you don't want to take the over in rushing yards, maybe just th- sprinkle some money on his longest rush at over 13 and a half. There's a good chance he rips one off for 15, 18 yards, and boom, you don't even got to worry. That could be his, he could that, he could have 25 yards rushing, but one of them could be for 15 yards and you win. Oh, I absolutely love that. So that's that's one I think I'm going to do just for that reason because I don't want to sit there because I know we saw it a little bit last week where how we hit our over Aaron Jones was he did bust that big one. We're like, oh, perfect. If he doesn't bust that big one, there's a good chance we don't hit just because they were having so much success with all three running backs, which isn't a bad thing for the Packers. It's great. You have three running backs saying we're effective. Uh, but in this case, 13 and a half isn't, isn't as much. And if he, and he's been, he's been breaking a good bit of them this year. Uh, we saw it Saturday. So who knows? Maybe I like that, but uh, so let's transition on over to the AFC championship game. And Kansas City, you got the Buffalo Bills, and you got the Kansas City Chiefs. Going to be an awesome matchup. I mean, I'm so jazzed up for both these games. This one in particular, uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to play. Uh, there's no doubt about it. 
Um, it's Wednesday. We're recording this. He took all the he took all the snaps of practice on Wednesday. Uh, it's just a matter of him just clearing the quote unquote protocols, which he will. Um, toe, I think, is a little bit more of an issue than people can give it credit for. Uh, but arm and head, all that stuff is fine. He, he played through the pain on on Sunday. He could do it again uh, with it all on the line. So Mahomes is going to play. Chiefs are laying three and a half over under fifty three and a half. Um, I went first in the last one, Mike. You this one, you you got the honor here, brother, because uh, you don't have a dog in this fight, at least when it comes to this particular game. Yeah, so I I want to be clear too. Like the Chiefs are awesome. They're clearly one of the best three teams in the NFL. Their their offense is so good. They're so dynamic. The Chiefs are awesome. And, and if you told me, hey, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, I would believe you. Like I'm not at all. Like I don't want to sound like I don't like the Chiefs. That being said. I got to take the bills again. I have said it for weeks now. Like they, they haven't covered in nine straight games. Like that's a big deal. They haven't won by a touchdown since week eight against the jets. So their defense is just not good. And you saw like, I mean, they got the, the pick against the Browns was big again, obviously Mahomes getting hurt, like affected them, but the Browns were covering there at the time. Anyway, obviously the chiefs, the Browns had the big fumble, which could have totally swung the game. But you look, the Chiefs are 16th in total defense. They have the worst red zone defense in the NFL. They allow a touchdown, not 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 a field goal, a touchdown, almost every single time the opponent gets in the red zone. I want to say, I forget, I think it's week 9 to 16 of like 21 trips to the red zone, the opponent scored a touchdown on like 18 of them. And, and when you get to this point, again, you're picking between a great team versus a great team. Spread is three. It's so close. The Bills just seem like a team of destiny, don't they? I mean, you have that fan base is so starving for any sort of happiness. The Bills are so likable. You see the post-game interviews with with uh, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. They're just best buddies. You see the videos of the of the Bills dancing at practice to can't touch this. The Bills are just, they're fun. Everything's clicking. Yeah, they haven't looked as great the last two weeks necessarily, but they're, they're still covering. They're still getting it done. Uh, Josh Allen is eight, two and two against the spread as a road underdog. Uh, so he's had success as a road underdog, obviously it's a short one. I agree with Ben. Mahomes is definitely going to play. That being said, you don't know if he'll be a hundred percent. You don't know, you know, it's kind of weird what's coming out about. Is it a neck? Is it his head concussion? But it, part of this too is like, Hey, I'm taking points just because in case he gets hit in the head again. And I'm taking points in case, like you Ben said, his toe. Yeah, yeah, we joked about Chad Henney. They couldn't stop Chad Henney. Well, guess what? They're not going to have to stop Mahomes because he's not going to be able to run for that first down with his toe. You saw how badly he was limping. We don't know what that's going to be. He takes a big hit. He he tweaks it again. You're kind of betting on that. Obviously, the, the Chiefs beat the Bills uh, back in week six, uh, 26-17. But if you watch that game, and I went back and was like going through the box score and watching some of the highlights – the Bills were missing their starting linebacker and two defensive linemen, and the Chiefs ran it down their throat. Edwards Alaire had 161 yards. The Chiefs ran for 245 yards. Edwards Alaire's not playing. Le'Veon Bell's still hurt. And the Bills' defense has been way better since then. Uh, they held the Ravens' rush offense to only 150 yards. They really didn't do much on the ground. So the Bills are just they're, they're way better since that, that game. Everything just seems to be cooking for them. Again, I could easily be wrong. The Chiefs could win this easily, but I think this is a coin flip game. 
I think if you if these teams played a hundred times, they're each going to win fifty. So if I'm getting three points with the Bills, who easily can win this game, plus I'm getting the extra if they lose by a field goal or less, I cover. I'm taking the Bills every day. Uh, the props I like on this are, I like John Brown over 50 and a half yards. Um, obviously, so last week he, he came back from injury, what, two, two, three weeks ago? Last week, him and Diggs both had 11 targets and they both had eight receptions. The only difference is John Brown only needs 50 yards and Stefan Diggs needs 95. <laughs> so I'd much rather just take Brown and go over 50 than take Diggs to go over 95. Who again, I think Diggs could and, and likely will. I mean, Baker looks pretty good against the chiefs defense. So I'm, I think Josh Allen's going to have no problem, but I'll be safe. I'll take the John Brown 50. I like it more than Diggs. I do like Diggs as well, but, and then I'm going the, the chiefs props. None of them are out right now because of the Mahomes uncertainty. So it's kind of tough to kind of pick. But I really don't care what it is. I'm going back to Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think big-time players in big-time games. Kelsey loves this spotlight. You know he's going to be dancing in the end zone. So I, I would like whatever Kelsey's over is, and I like John Brown's over. Um, I like the Bills plus three. I like the under. Uh, and this is another one where if you think the Chiefs win, go back to that Kelsey TD, Kansas City to win. You don't have to lay the points. Ben Smirkin, so maybe he had that written down. Uh, that's plus 160 at DraftKings. Kelsey touchdown and Chiefs wins. If you think the Chiefs win, I wouldn't lay the three. I would just take that with the Kelsey TD. Ben? That was smirking because I love the under again in this one. 53 and a half. A lot of Me points. That's, a lot of, that's way too many points. I like the under Think, a lot. Yeah. Things, are t- things just tighten up in the playoffs. This was, you know, regular season game. Like when they played, I'm pretty sure it was a Thursday night too. So that's, that's something. Mon- Monday night. Okay. So uh, it, it's just – it's one thing to, to keep an eye on. It, it just – things just tighten up in the playoffs. They just do. It's going to be a night game. It's, it's going to be cold. And uh, not that that has anything to do with it. It's just the fact that it's the AFC Championship game and things are just going to be a little bit more tighter. It's, it, it has been uh, throughout this playoff. So, you know, people look at this and you automatically assume it's going to be a, a shootout. And it very well could be. Quite frankly, I kind of hope it is because it would be more entertaining. <laughs> it would be, it'd be incredible. It boils down to you mentioned Bills being a team of destiny. Um, they're they're so much fun to watch. They're having fun playing, and I agree with everything you're saying. But this is a different different. This is a different ball game here, brother. Uh, you know why? Because we're talking about Jabour Aaron Rodgers in his fifth NFC Championship game. Yeah, he's one in three in the other ones. Aaron Rodgers. Are the Bills ready for true prime time? We're gonna find that out. Are they ready for true prime time? This is AFC Championship game. You win this game, you're going to the Super Bowl. That's what you're going. So I, I just think Mahomes and the Chefs are a team that has been there before. They seem – you're talking about a team of destiny. I think the Chefs might be destined to break that streak and to go back-to-back. Um, they just know – they know how to win these tight games. They fall behind. They now know how to win apparently without their best player because they did it on Sunday against the Browns team that stinks. Um, and I, I think – I'm going to lay the points with the Chefs just because I, I just – I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I just think the Bills are a year or two off. Again, to reiterate and double down on what you're saying, I could very well be wrong because this is – I would not be surprised whatsoever if the Bills win this game because these are the two best teams in the AFC without a doubt. Got it right in that in that, in that that case on the AFC side of things. Bills and Chiefs have been the best two teams in the AFC all season long, and that's why they're playing for the Lamar Hunt Trophy, and they deserve to. Um, but I, I definitely love the under. I'm, I'm leaning Chiefs, especially if that goes down to two and a half goes on a two and a half. I mean, yeah, now you have the cushion. 
and it's a in everything. I love I love like you mentioned Kelsey TD and Chiefs win. That's like all reliable there. Um, but hey, if you if you think the Bills are going to win, you don't want to. Well, granted, you'll probably take the points. But if you want to get a little aggressive, uh, do do the Diggs touchdown and uh, and Bills win. We've been running riding a lot with that. I love that John Brown. That's the first thing I have written over. And granted, a lot of the props aren't out yet. The John Brown over is the first thing I've written down. So cannot co endorse that any more than than we already have fifty hits for everything you said. Absolutely, um, and. One thing I think a couple things to keep an eye on too. Um, you mentioned um, with Elair out, Edwards Elair out, and Lev Bell being hurt. See where Daryl Williams is over under is because I got got on that as you heard at the beginning of the seg- beginning of the podcast. Um, if it's anywhere like below sixty, like why not? Seriously, why not take take Daryl Williams? He's clearly going to get all the carries. Because if it got Clyde Edwards, Edwards Elair isn't playing and Lev Bell's a little banged up, like why wouldn't you give that due to every carry, especially after the game he just had on Sunday against the Browns? So um keep an eye on that. Uh and there's always the, I want to hear your thoughts on this one, Mike. We we got burned on it this past week, and I think it was just credit to both defensive coordinators of the Bills and Ravens. But um I think Josh Allen's over rushing yard is about 33 and a half. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I didn't have it written down just because I was a little a little gun shy about about last week. Um, but if you remember, the reason I said I liked the Josh Brown rushing over under last week was Zach Moss being hurt and Josh Allen being their main run option. Well, Josh Allen led the team in carries. <laughs> I mean, he had seven carries. Devin Singletary only had seven himself, so they were tied. It's like, I mean, granted, he had three yards on seven carries. That's pretty tough, but. If, Hey, if you're getting if, if your quarterback's getting seven carries and only needs what'd you say 35? Yeah, I think it's 33 and a half is on Vandal. Yeah, I like that as well. Again, if he's gonna they 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 clearly abandoned the run last week against the Ravens, and the Chiefs are horrible against the run. <laughs> you saw yeah. I mean, every time they gave the ball to Nick Chubb, he gained 12 yards. So and, and again, I don't think they trust Singletary. So you saw it. I mean, if Allen's going to have as many carries as they're starting running back against the 21st ranked run defense, he should hit that. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, and then, then now it's another one I want to get your take on too, because you might be gun, you know, trigger shy again after last week. Um, Cole Beasley, just for the fact that, hey, Mal, you know, he doesn't have, you know, the top dogs on him now. Uh, check out his receiving yards and or maybe if you're going with John Brown receiving yard, check out cool Beasley's uh, over under catches. This yeah. could be a Beasley game where he catches like six or seven balls and, and it might be like, say his over under receptions might be like four and a half. I, I bet on him catching five, especially without Humphreys on him this week. That's one I think. Yeah, to, I'm not, any, not any Humphreys, but it's just tough. Cause like I said, Diggs. I mean, again, he had Humphreys last year, last week, but Diggs had 11 targets. Brown had 11 targets. Beasley had two. And you have, again, I, I said, Diggs is still going to get his. And then if we're kind of bet, like, I like John Brown more. So I would kind of not bet Beasley because I, I don't think they both can have big games necessarily. And Dig, like all three of them aren't going to have monster days. So I, I would just bet Brown and hope they don't throw to Beasley a single time, personally. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because then you're more likely to hit your John Brown. You just hope they split him between Brown and, and, uh, and, and Diggs. But again, if you, if you like Beasley, then I definitely wouldn't take Brown as well. I think it's tough because you know Diggs is going to get a ton of targets. 
So it's just how how do they divide the rest of them up between Brown and Beasley? And I, I'm gonna lean Brown, so I, I I'm gonna stay away from Beasley. But same thing, uh, we basically the same similar advice we give you about uh, MVS and Lazard. Hey, where your gut is, where where you think it is, go with that because they're both not necessarily bad bets. It's just a matter of you know where you think is going to happen, and then that's the glory of the game. That's that's your competition problem because you yeah. cannot not have some action on this like us. You cannot not bet on it. It's just a matter of what you feel uh, is going to hit, or you know, depending on you know your own judgment. That's where you know we can only got, we can only hold your hand for so much. Sooner or later, you're gonna have to jump in the pool, baby. You're gonna have to swim. <laughs> Yeah, it's just when you get down to these. Again, they all have good matchups. They're all great players. Trust your gut. One of them, Diggs is going to have 11 targets. One of Brown and Beasley is going to have seven targets. The other one's going to have four. So you got to guess who you think is going to have the seven. I'm going with John Brown. <laughs> Especially, too, for us, too. Obviously, it's it's we're both in different situations. Like, Mike obviously has his heart in the one matchup, so there's a lot going on there. But he still gave us great, great advice, which I think, uh, and especially with – um, with the, the Chiefs Bills, me obviously had zero dogs in any fight, so I'm looking at this completely unbiasedly. I'm looking at it as a full on football fan, and I'm geeking out because I'm loving the matchup. I cannot wait for Sunday. Um, but it's tough, there it's tough to to when you get deep, this deep in the playoffs. Like last week was our first, I feel like last week was like our last full, like hey, I'm really confident in these certain things, like confident in what we're saying, but mm, man, it's more of a toss up, I guess you could say. More, more. We're leaving more to chance, uh, I guess you could say, more so this week, at least in our minds heading into it, because these are four the best teams in the league, uh, all fighting for a spot in the biggest game uh, known to mankind. Yeah, and especially too when when you have four only four games or two games now, only four teams. Guess what? the The people setting these lines in Vegas, they do just as much research as we do. So these lines are pretty close. You saw, like we like we kind of talked about is. Uh, I mean, Chris Godwin was one catch from from hitting his over. He dropped it, and it, that's what it comes down to. All these are good. They, we talked about it was before the show. We were joking where with Devontae Adams, like for example, his over is ninety four and a half. And this isn't one of those games where he's playing the Lions, and you're like, I think Adams is going to have hundred and seventy yards, and this hits easily. This is one of those games where it's ninety four. He's either going to have you know ninety two, or he's going to have a hundred and two. It's like you don't have a lot of wiggle room on these props. The lines are set so accurately. You're just, it's all your gut. It's all luck, essentially. I mean, you have Traquan Smith hit his over yesterday on one catch from, from Jameis Winston. If he doesn't catch that ball, his his total goes way under. So you're, you're kind of, again, that's with MBS and Lazard. Like I kind of said, it's, they're these big play threats. One of them is going to make a huge play, and you're basically guessing who's going to make it. Because the pack, one of them does every game. It's the they get lost in coverage. Rogers does his little check, check, go, and they hit it for sixty yards. And you're you're just guessing who's going to have it. And one of their props is going to hit easily, and the other ones probably won't, or it'll come very close. So it's all luck. It's all trust your gut. B B T baby, Big Bob Tanyan. You can't can't tell me otherwise. I'm in. Well, I agree. Yeah, let's have some fun with it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great weekend of football. Um. And we're going to find out who's going to make it to the Super Bowl. This is what we live for here. This is, this is what it's all about. Um, again, these games Sunday, Bucks, Pat, Bucks at the Pack, Bills at the Chefs. Um, we're going to get into some golf when we come back again, too. Um, I, we got I, will, good. I will say the one thing that 
I hate about doing this podcast is normally I don't get, you know, when you get that pregame, like pit in your stomach of nervousness, I usually don't get that until about noon, the day of a game. But since we've been talking about the Packers so much, like this, the pits here, I am nervous. The pit is back and we'll be back talking a little, uh, talking a little golf again as we wrap things up quickly, give you some golf picks. If you listen to any of ours from last week, you might've hit a better too. I just saw Colin Maury Cow had a decent day. Uh, decent week. Um, it was uh, you did Kevin Na. Congratulations. Um, but when we come back, we're back in the I guess mainland of the United States. We're going to California next week, but we'll talk a little bit more about it on the other side of the break. Uh, you're listening to the competition problem. Support for the Chat Ten Sports Podcast Network is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And guys, we've all been there in the shower, trying to clean up a little bit and trim up, you know, make it nice looking. And all of a sudden, we find out the hard way how wide those teeth are on those old-style trimmers. Well, that's why Manscaped has completely redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Now, go to manscaped.com, and with our code CTS20, you get 20% off and free shipping. I said 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use our code CTS20. We hope you enjoy, and let's get back to the episode. Welcome back into the competition problem. Ben Bobick here with Mike Ionello. We're going to dive into... Uh, some miscellaneous bets, if you will. Um, we'll call it golf. The American Express third tournament of the year on this calendar year of PGA Tour schedule. Um, it is in California, the West Stadium course there in uh, in California, uh, back in the the mainland uh, of the United States after a pair of tournaments in Hawaii. Um, so now they get to go to California, which I guess isn't a bad deal either, Mike. Any anything standing out to you here as we? Uh, we can dive in a little bit into some golf bets that he picks. Um, well, I think with a tournament like this, my advice would be just shoot a dart. Uh, I was looking the the last uh, 10 winners have average odds of just north of 125 to 1. You look at some of the odds at the past winners, 20 plus 20,000, plus 50,000. You had the plus 800 with John Rahm, who did – drop out of this field so you don't have ROM in this one plus 5,000 plus 4,000 plus 2,500 plus 8,000 8,000 15,000 so you have some long odds who are winning this tournament so that's my advice here uh I would go with, with a long shot just you know dig deep maybe do what me and Ben like to do is you kind of sprinkle a guy you maybe whatever your unit is if you're betting I don't know ten dollars maybe bet you know two or three maybe five for him to win bet five for him to come top 20 and then maybe find a find a good matchup and, and bet this guy at five to win his matchup so all he's got to do is beat you know two or three other golfers um so some of the names i like here who, who have decent odds there's two guys who have big odds that I, I love here uh one is andrew landry um he's plus twelve thousand five hundred to win he's plus 1200 to finish top 10 and he's plus 500 to finish in the top 20 uh, he's a defending champ. He went 66, 64, 65, 67 last year. And then in 2018, he lost in a playoff. So he finished second. So he's, he's been there two of the last three tournaments. Uh, and you get, I mean, plus 500 to just finish in the top 20. 
I love that. Um, probably my favorite guy in this tournament who I would bet just about every which way possible is Adam Hadwin. Uh, he, he's plus 7,000 to win, plus 700 top 10, and plus 300 top 20. Uh, he didn't play in this tournament last year, birth of his firstborn child. His last four tournaments before that, second in 2019, third in 2018, second in 2017, and sixth in 2016. So you're getting a guy at plus 700 to finish in the top 10 who's done it in the last four tournaments he's played in here. So he loves this course. He's been up right up there the last four times. I love Adam Hadwin. I would take him every way you can to win top 10, maybe a little top 20 as insurance, take him in whatever matchups he's in. Um, and then the last little bigger name uh, with a little higher, a little better odds, not better, I guess, worse odds, but lower odds. Uh, I like Scotty Scheffler a lot. I know Ben Smalley. Ben knows I love Scotty Scheffler. Uh, he's the 2020 Rookie of the Year. So he had a great year last year. Finished 19th in the Masters. Uh, the first tournament in Hawaii, he finished T13. So pretty good, top 10 or top 20. Uh, he didn't play last week, so he had a week off. So he's not, you know, stuck on island time. And he was in the final round of this tournament last year. He was the leader after 54 holes. Uh, he ended up shooting a 70 on Sunday to finish third. But I mean, it was his rookie year, first first time playing this course. He went 65, 64, 66, and then the 70. I think I think he's going to look for a little bit of revenge out of his out of after his you know tough Sunday. He's got got a full year under his belt now. I think he's got like the fourth or fifth best odds on the board. So those would be my threes: is Andrew Landry, Adam Hadwin, and Scotty Scheffler. Those would be the three guys I, I would I would target in this this tournament. Scotty Scheff, my man. <laughs> Love Scotty Scheff. I got him written down too for everything you just said. Scotty Scheffler. He's had had a great 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 twenty twenty. Uh, I think him the win is like plus seventeen hundred. So even like you go to like a two or three dollar method, like it's a win decent change. So love Scotty Chef. Um, to, to your point, it seems like it's an underdog esque tournament. I think I saw a stat somewhere that um, there's only been one major champion, former major champion, to win this tournament since two thousand and six, and it was Duffner in twenty sixteen. So uh, this is a heavy underdog uh, tournament, if you will. Uh, name I'm going to throw at you here too uh, that I like is uh, Sam Burns. Sam Burns is a as an up and comer. Um, he, he's one of those guys that a lot of people are picking to, or a lot of you know, golf guys are saying, "Hey, he's young and he, he could have a, a breakthrough esque year um, in 2021." Um, and this seems like a good tournament where to, to to start. Where he's been playing some really good golf the last few months. He's had a he's had a long layoff though, so you're running the risk of like maybe some. You never know with that, but. I mean, plus he's plus two forty for a top twenty. It's not too bad odds there to throw five bucks on that to win twelve or him to finish top twenty. He's been arguably one of the best golfers in the field uh, the last few months. So um, Sam Burns is a guy. Um, uh, Cam Champ too. Uh, top twenty is up is up there. Like just stuff like that, you get some good odds. Uh, th- those are some some guys that uh, that I were liking that I was sort of liking. And then. Uh, uh, an off the wall one here too, as I was reading about, and his name popped up a few times in my research was uh, Robbie Shelton for a top twenty. Robbie Shelton's a young guy, went from the University of Alabama. He's from uh, Mobile. Uh, he plays the long game, uh, and the West Course is one of those one of those uh, one of those courses where the, you could the, you could play the long game to your advantage. Where if he could play pretty well off the, off the tee and, and, and play the length game, uh, he has a chance to score. And and his top twenty is plus eight hundred. 
So you want to talk about, oh, yeah, that's a decent name. Never heard of him, Ben, but I'll throw, you know, three bucks on him. Well, you probably get some decent money there because he's plus 800 to finish top 20. So that's one of those ones where uh, that wouldn't be bad. I, I definitely love Scotty Sheff to win. Uh, definitely a lot of big name, big names in this one. Though. I mean, you got Patrick Reed. I know he's playing. I think uh, is Fowler and Mick Phil back in this one too. Did that a little firepower? I think I saw. Yeah, they're both in it. Um, I was gonna say that too. Is I, this is one of those tournaments where I know if you're just like an average golf fan or an average gambler, you're gonna see the names you recognize. I wouldn't throw any money on any of them. You look at the top. I mean, Patrick Cantlay, Patrick Reed, Tony Finau. I mean, Brooks Koepka. I wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole. Uh, again, Scotty Scheffler's up there. I do like him a lot. Um, but those, especially those, those top three guys, you know, Cantlay, Reed, Finau, Kepka, Ricky. I would, I wouldn't bet any of them. I think they just don't win at this tournament, and I just think they're kind of a waste of money here. I think it's everyone wants to bet Brooks because it's you know it's you know his name and he's always so great. It's like no, but he's great in uh, tournaments that matter. This one doesn't. Brooks hasn't been playing well anyway, so I, I would stay away from all those big names. And like, like me and Ben are saying, I mean, I don't even – I've never even heard of the guy you just named. So find a guy you haven't ever heard of who's been – it was in good form, throw it on him. Again, Adam Hadwin. Like, I, again, I do like Scotty Shaw. I actually kind of like Matthew Wolf as well. He, he's capable of going, of going very low. He, he'd be like the biggest name I would, I would maybe consider. But I like, I like the guys you said. I like – again, this is just shooting darts. It's just pick a guy you have a gut feeling – yeah, well, exactly. I agree, and it, it can have some fun with it too. We're getting we're getting close. We're getting close to that time of the year where golf is really gonna uh, probably right around when we start talking about Daytona uh, is when golf's probably gonna start heating up because then you'll get Jack's tournament, you'll get uh, you know the Honda, and you, then you'll start to get the match play. You get the uh, WGC Mexico Championship, which is actually not being played in Mexico this year; it is being played in East Manatee County, Florida, uh, the Concession Golf Club. <laughs> uh, my old stomping grounds. I had to give that a shout out. Manatee County, uh, Sun Coast, shout out. Which those World Golf Championships are also fun, always fun because they bring out the bring out a lot of the big names, and especially being not in Mexico in a different spot this year will be interesting. And then you know then it'll be March, and we'll be talking about the players. So, um, but it's it's starting to heat up at least a little bit. But those are some names. Uh, anything else? Any other advice you got for anybody? Any sports? Uh, like I said, uh, NHL, NHL hockey overs have been they've been hot. Get them while they're hot. If you oh, want yeah. to, there's been a lot yeah. of goals scoring now. Yeah, for last, big, for... last night was crazy. Yeah, I, I like doing the over, especially like too with with these back to backs. Um, I would I would jump on when a team gets smoked one night, like like I'm talking, they lose by four or five goals. They're almost a must bet the next game. That's just how hockey works. You saw it with uh, the Avalanche, I think got, or the blues, the blues got spanked by the Avalanche. You know, they were going to win. They did. I mean, with good teams, obviously like, yeah, when Detroit or the Blackhawks get, get pumped eight, nothing, don't bet on them. But with, you know, the playoff teams from last year, the playoff contenders, when they like, I mean, you saw the, the Sabres pumped the Flyers. Like, I mean, that was the most obvious bet of all time was the Flyers winning the next night. So that's a good one. When you have these teams on playing the teams back to back, the same team, when they get smoked one night, take them the next because they're going to bounce back. That's just kind of how hockey is. Uh, an example uh, to golf, Mike, would be the Washington Capitals because they just got stroked uh, back-to-back games by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not stroked, but they lost. So they're lost in one need, in overtime. They're they're in desperate need of points. So um, well, not really because they got two points. But you know what I mean. They're in desperate need of a win. They're due for a win. So it'd be pop on them. Um, but yeah, I love that uh, basketball heat up. We're gonna. 
hopefully for you guys, we get kind of now that we got a little bit deeper into this. We'll start to kind of think about uh, getting diving more in our basketball bets. Uh, Mike and I have actually been using these last few weeks. This group, I, don't, I guess we'll sort of call it a trial run, if you will. Um, betting some, yeah, betting some. Well, for, speak for yourself there, my man. I got that big Kansas bet on Monday, but uh, uh, kind of trial run of some college hoops. Trying to, we're just. Not that we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to college hoops. We're big sports fans, but at least trying to catch 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 on to the trends. We needed a we've been giving it a few weeks before we fully dive in it to kind of catch on to some trends, especially now that conference basketball is starting to heat up a little bit. You're dealing with some different things, so uh, we'll hopefully start to get some college basketball content for you. Maybe a little bit more NBA. We'll get our we'll get our boy Jane back on, man. Dude's dude's uh, dude's great with some NBA bets. Obviously, uh, the association's been rolling ever since they returned. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sprinkle a little basketball. Yeah, hockey's cruising along. Football's winding down, but all right. Before we go, before we go, Mike, we have to ask you uh, your score prediction for the NFC Championship game. Oh God! Oh, don't make me do that. How much the Packers going to win by? I'm gonna go. Oh God. 31-24. Love it. I like that a lot because they'll cover, and I'm betting the Packers. Uh, and that's, my friends, is why you listen to me in the competition problem and lay the points with the pack. What's the uh, over-under what, what's the over under on how many Miller Lights I nervously drank on Sunday? Oh, you're probably at seven. <laughs> at least. Yeah. I mean, you got to what? Kickoff is at three, right? Three, yeah. three o'clock, three. So – you know, that's a long time. That's in that tweener state where you're going to get up early, have your breakfast, probably eat lunch, and then it's going to start kicking in. It's going to be 1 o'clock, one thirty, and you'll be like, all right, got to crack one. I have to. you got to get a few in before you before the game gets going. Um, I like it. My Super Bowl prediction is Chiefs versus the Packers. We're getting a rematch of Super Bowls one and two in Tampa Bay in February. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're getting Chef's pack, uh, but we shall find out. Um, again, please – Please chirp us online. Please, I'd love nothing more than you guys to make fun of Mike for his terrible bets. Uh, there's it's and me too. Obviously, I didn't get any anything from uh, the Browns not getting clapped on Sunday, but I think you guys are all smart enough to know that it was uh, it, that it wasn't a, <laughs> a a rightful finish. So um, please at inlo twenty one at Ben Bubic wrcb. That's on Twitter. Chirp us, ask us questions, uh, get involved in the conversation. We're very active. And on the Action Network as well, we post all our we post all of our picks in there. I've been doing a much better job of tweeting out my picks before at least the first game, kind of give people an idea. So uh, follow us on the Action to follow our action and, and and everything as well. My uh, my dad chirped you. By the way, he texted me, and he goes, "Wow, Ben is really drinking that Steelers Kool Aid with his Ravens and uh and or Ravens love and Browns hate." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, you would think so, but I, I, I was more so drinking the, the Kool Aid of the, well, well, if the Ravens are going to win, I might as well win money on it because I hate when they do. So now that they, you, you never met a, I was probably the happiest human being in the world to lose a bet, knowing that the Ravens got clapped by the Bills in Buffalo, in Orchard Park on Saturday night. I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> well, I, you know, I threw a couple bucks on the Ravens. Well, what an idiot. Who cares? They stink. Perfect. Move on. Get them out of the playoffs. But yeah, follow us on Twitter on the action. We'll be there. Um, we come back next week. We'll have a Super Bowl to talk about, and obviously we'll have some adjustments too. I think made uh, in our format and some more things we'll talk about. For Mike Ianello, Ben Bobic, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to episode seven of the Competition Problem. <laughs>